Want to be protected from opinions you don't like? Then you better go somewhere else because this is not a safe space. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. The official session of the U.S. Supreme Court is over for 2022, and now we're going to sort out what all their rulings mean. We're going to do this for the rest of the program here today. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend, as I always say. Let's talk religious freedom here. A big ruling in a case known as Kennedy versus Bremerton School District. It's more commonly known as the case of the football coach who prayed at the 50-yard line. And I'm joined now by Reverend David Lowry, Jr. He is with our friends at Project 21, which is the nation's largest network of uh, black conservatives. And uh, Pastor Lowry, first of all, thank you for being on the program. Secondly, I think there's two or three different elements to this discussion. But let's start with what the, the court actually said, which is that Joseph Kennedy, the coach, should not have been fired for praying after the games at uh, at the football field. And this seems like a very simple should he or shouldn't he, but what's the bigger picture when it comes to that aspect of what the Supreme Court said regarding religious freedom? Well, first, let me give all praises to God and my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for making it possible to be here. And thank you so much, Mr. Ferguson, for having me on the show. And thank your audience for having me. Well, I want to say this about Joe Kennedy. Um, I remember there are some men that was in the Bible who stood on what God's word was, the Hebrew boys and Daniel, and their faith made them and made them whole. This coach who has done something that should have been done a long time ago, when I played football in the um, USFL, we were allowed to go 50-yard line after the game, before the game, and we were allowed to pray to God to ask for our safety. And so this has been a tradition uh, for athletes a long time. And so for this coach now, after all of these years, to be able to continue that tradition, the schools and this government has decided that prayer was no longer in school. And I think that's a big mistake to take prayer out of schools because I want the American people to know here in Illinois, even though we don't have prayer in schools, nor do we have history that would teach us about the government and teach us about how this country came about, but they allow all sorts of other things here in Illinois, like uh, the teaching of homosexuality, transgenders, uh, satanic lifestyles, All these different lifestyles are being taught to our children, which is confusing. And so, but when you say that you don't want prayer in school, well, that is a violation of the First Amendment, right? And just like these other things that really doesn't have anything to do, I think, with the upbringing of our children, but prayer and knowing God is something that's important. I just think that we, the American people, and we God's Christian people and other pastors, we need to stand up. And we need to get prayer back in school. They move God out of this country. And that's why you see them killing like they're killing. No foundation. And until we get back to God uh, and, and, and stand on the word of God and allow prayer and some type of structure, spiritual structure for our children, then we're going to see what we saw in Texas and all the other killings that children are doing here in Chicago. It's just crazy. So I just think some kind of foundation, a spiritual foundation with God would assist us here in the country and make our children better. 
Now, there's a lot of people who are going to say, okay, but I certainly don't trust the public schools to implement or promote any religion. And that was a big part of this particular case right here. The crux of this was, though, that it was what he was doing was was voluntary. He wasn't he wasn't forcing a particular religious view on anyone else. Uh, When you talk about that aspect of it, uh, does it change how people should see the case? Uh, they're arguing that, well, he was a coach, he was influential, he, you know, players and students reported to him. So he was essentially endorsing one particular set of religious beliefs. What's the right view of that? Well, the First Amendment allows us to have freedom of speech and religion and so forth. And so even as an American and as an individual, this coach still should have been allowed to go and pray on the 50 yard line. And just like you said, it was all voluntary. If people who are atheists that don't want to be around the prayer, all they have to do is exit and go. If if we, the American people, stand up just like Joe Kennedy did, we can stop a lot of this stuff that's happening in the country today and hold the politicians who work for us. We pay them. They don't pay us. And so we have to get things back in perspective. And, and, and the Constitution clearly states the freedom of right, the freedom of religion, and, and, it, and it covers everybody. So if you're an atheist and you're in school and you want to do your atheist thing, that's your business. You go do that. But if I'm a Christian and I want to give praises to God in Christ, that's my right as a U.S. citizen. And it should not be violated because of a school policy that's incorrect, uh, that doesn't be even across the board. Then we need to, the American citizens today need to take our schools back. We need to get involved with the curriculum because a lot of parents don't know what they're teaching our kids. But more importantly, this is the defining moment in the history for Christianity when one man can stand up and say, no, I'm not giving up my right to prayer and I'm not giving up my relationship with God because the government want to. We are visiting with uh, Reverend David Lowry Jr. He is part of the Project 21 Black Leadership Network. Uh, I'm a I'm a preacher's kid myself. I I didn't tell you that a little bit earlier, just to let you know. And one of the arguments that's being made, uh, they're saying no one was taking away his right to pray, but he just should have kept it to himself instead of using the school district, or in other words, the government property to do that. What's the response to to that argument? My response to that argument is that sure. He should he should be able to pray. They said he shouldn't. But check this out, right? You're saying this man can't pray, but you allow homosexuality in the schools through the law. You're you're allowing pedophilia in the schools through the law. You're allowing all of these, like like here in Illinois, from kindergarten to twelfth grade, they have a sex education bill that shows two men sleeping with two men, two women sleeping with two women. And I mean, this is in the first grade in kindergarten. So so this is my question. If the American people can allow these things to be done in the schools with our children, what's wrong with a coach who on his own personal right being able to pray? And if those want to assist him and want to volunteer and pray as well, that should be their right. And just like the rights of the the homosexual laws that are in school and the pedophilia and the satanic lifestyles, all of those things are in the American schools right now. And that's what they're teaching our children. But you have the gall to say that we can't pray and, and, and build some kind of structure for our kids. This country needs to get back to God and we need to get rid of these politicians who are not following the law as far as God law and dealing with people. 
where do we connect with you? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people who loved what you had to say. There's people who didn't like what you just had to say, but they, uh, if they want to be in touch with questions or just read what you're doing, what's the way to do it? You can reach me at 708-663-5262. Again, that's 708-663-5262. And let me tell, tell the people who, who are very disdained with my conversation, I work for God. I became a pastor not to get money. I didn't get fame. I work for the Lord. I'm out in the streets here in Chicago. I'm stopping killings every day. I'm providing resources to people. We're looking for ways to create economics in the Black community. If you're a pastor and you're not out here in the streets and in the roadways and the byways doing the work that Jesus Christ is doing, then you're out of line with God. Until you pastors in the pulpit having these politicians to come and solicit votes in your church, you are definitely in violation of your 501c3. And I can tell you this, you're out of line with God. And one thing for sure, you've become an irresponsible shepherd. So, folks, if you want a real pastor, you guys can call me. I live by what Christ did. My churches ran the way that Christ ran his church when he was here. Greater works that we should do after he's gone and send the Holy Spirit. And believe me, he passed that power to me. I work for God, so I don't care what man say. All I worry about is what the creator have me to do so that I could be obedient to him and help our people. And obviously look up Project 21 as well. You're quoted in the comments there as well. All right, this has been a pretty fire one. I, I'm sure people have got their, uh, uh, they're thinking a lot about it, debating it, which is exactly what we want to do on the program, Pastor yes. uh, Reverend David Lowry Jr. from Project 21. Thank you so much and God bless America and have a great 4th of July. And just ahead here, let's go to another contentious topic, and that is the Second Amendment. What does that really mean to your state and your community? That's coming your way just ahead right here on American Viewpoints. 